This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode of Manage Smarter is brought to you by Sales Fuel Sales Manager Training. Based on the Sales Manager's Guide to Greatness, it's a 36-lesson on-demand program to upskill your sales manager so they can execute your vision and drive consistent revenue growth. Watch a free lesson and find out more at salesfuel.com slash SMT. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. You know, Lee, our guest today is an expert in soft skills, and I love some of the things that he has to say about that. Leadership isn't a title. Communication is not just talking. You have to think about these things with a totally different lens. And as Tom Peters says, soft skills are hard. And I'm guessing Dennis Doran will tell us that it's hard to steal. That's right. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel. And I'm Celie Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. So it is Dennis Duran. Dennis, hello. Good morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me, folks. It's really good to be with you. So you need to know Dennis, everyone. He is a leading expert in the construction industry with more than 30 years of experience and the author of the highly praised book, Soft as Steel. I love that title, which as you might imagine, focuses on the vital importance of developing and valuing soft skills. Dennis has dedicated himself to proving business leaders in all industries, or providing them actually with the tools to be successful, not just in business. This applies to life and relationships as well. Yeah. And he delivers an also inspirational message. And he is a funny guy. We were talking before we got in the room here. Great energy. And um, I think we're in for a real treat. So, Dennis, welcome. Thanks so much. And I'll try, I'll try to be funny, but I'll also try to be uh, sensible uh, and, and, and answer questions appropriately as well. Oh, that's a shame. Well, anyway. <laughs> Dennis, it's like, uh, I'm really curious about uh, your experience in the construction industry. And of course, we're definitely going to talk about a lot about soft skills today, but but I want to get your take on that. Uh, I had been hearing, you know, that the construction industry right now is going just fine as they they complete existing projects, but uh, that may not necessarily be the case for 21, 22. Uh, How has COVID-19 affected the construction industry? Well, you, I think you, you said it fairly accurately as far as uh, its, its impact. There was initial, the initial shockwave that everybody had at the beginning of COVID back in March. So things came to a halt temporarily. Some job sites were shut down, but many job sites were uh, later deemed to be essential. Uh, so activity began again. Uh, and the contractors, the subcontractors, the building trades unions, all the different stakeholders, uh, they were running as fast and as hard as they could to figure out how they dealt first with all of the, of the requirements associated with COVID. Uh, and it took a while for them to do that, but they did, did it and they were able to get jobs up and running again, jobs that had been temporarily halted, got back into, into operation. So that, that was really kind of, so it was a kind of a shock wave, you know, a lot of big waves, uh, but a lot of activity has resumed. Uh, and again, it's, it's market dependent. Some markets were active, more active before uh, COVID, others were less. And so th- those trends stayed in place. 
Um, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today. I, yesterday, I was on a call with an association executive in the upper Midwest. And uh, one of the questions that he asked me was, what do you think uh, 2021, 2022 is going to look like as far as construction. And there's a very big question mark there, particularly in the sectors that involve commercial construction, multifamily housing, which is a residential sector, uh, and even industrial. Um, in the commercial sector, uh, as we work through all of the impacts of COVID on the workplace, where you work, how you work, etc., uh, you know, projects that were were on the books. Uh, for 2021, 2022 starts, uh, some of them are being put back in the shelf. Planning is, has paused, and they're going to reconsider how they move forward with those after they see the, the full effect of, the, of what I'll call it the reinventing of the workplace that's, that's happening right now in every industry. And, and calling into question, how much space do we need? Where do we need the space? What kind of space do we need? Those kinds of things. So a tremendous amount, last thought, tremendous amount of uncertainty. Uh, and the folks that are the economists, the market sector uh, watchers, uh, they're trying to figure it out. So they're constantly talking to owners and developers with regards to the commercial projects. They're talking to what we call serial builders, the major uh, corporations in all sectors about plant projects and uh, refinery projects and all kinds of things. So just a lot of uncertainty and, uh, and the uncertainty certainly is not going to get uh, cleared up really for six months to a year. You know, the construction industry is not exactly known for having workers that are the best mannered, to put it that way. It's like, where do you start in teaching soft skills to people in the construction industry? Uh, I start by using a, uh, a cascade of profanity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and that's the attention getter. Just to make no. them feel right at home. <laughs> Just to make them feel, yeah, no. Uh, actually, you know, I, 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 can, I can say with a tremendous amount of uh, both experience and, and a wide exposure to folks at the, you know, from the ground level up in the construction industry, that there are a lot of really good folks out there. That's true. Uh, and uh, and they're, they're, they're hardworking. Uh, again, I, I kid about profanity. Yeah, there are some places where profanity is part of the basic vocabulary, but it's not with the intention of being hurtful or disrespectful. It's just frankly the way they talk. Um, but the way I, the way I get, uh, get and keep the attention of folks, I, I, I talk to folks in groups of 15 to 20 when I'm teaching uh, classes across North America, again, both the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and one of the things I say to them, uh, particularly when I'm talking about soft skills in any one of my classes, is, as, you know, the reason I'm talking about this is not just because I think it's interesting or because I wrote a book about it or any of those kinds of things. I'm talking to you about soft skills, your soft skills, because it's important to your success. Um, the, the better you are at how you are with the people that you work with and work for is going to be one of the reasons why you succeed. And if you're succeeding as part of a company uh, and everybody else is trying to do the same thing you are, which is to keep the customer in mind, recognize that, that whether it's construction or technology or the medical profession, whatever industry we're in, we have customers and we serve those customers. So we're in the service business and we need to be able to do it in a, in a way that the customer is not simply satisfied with the product or the service we provide, but they need to be delighted. They need to love us. And the the way they love us is because of how we relate to them, how we treat them, how we are with them. And, and for, for you folks sitting in, the, in my little audience, that means that if you're doing that uh, on the team that you're on for the company you work for, chances are that company's making money. 
If you're not doing that, that company's going to struggle because nobody wants to do business with someone that can't treat them with respect, with interest, with caring, with good attention, et cetera. Those are all soft skills kinds of considerations. The, again, the how you are when you're dealing with people. I would argue that it's more important in the new normal of working. We've been talking about over-communication on this show, but even more handle with care and servicing each other uh, as just a normal way of working in this pandemic because we can't see each other really Mm -hmm. every day. Yes. Would you agree? you can you can you can open up a perpetual Zoom window on your computer, yeah. uh, and Zoom is to, to put it in in very blunt terms. This is just my opinion, but I've been talking to a lot of folks. Zoom is in in an absolute way is here to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. It is it is now it is it is the, it is the next addition to the toolkit of communication methods. Uh, and and what we need to do, and what we what we're challenged to do, and, and again, it, it it doesn't vary by industry because at the end of the day, and any business that you're involved in, and I want to focus on the business part, although again, soft skills are so important to personal relationships and life as well. But in the business setting, uh, we've got to use all the tools. And what what COVID uh, is really is really demanding of us is that we, and the term I heard just in a talk the other day, which makes total sense to me, we need to reinvent ourselves. We don't simply need to figure out how do we cope with the fact that we can't have an in-person meeting uh, or we can't do this, we can't do that. We have to think and figure out how to reinvent ourselves to take advantage of all of the different methods that we can use to communicate and Zoom being a primary one, I'm not branding it per se, it's just that method of communication. So we need to figure that out because if we don't figure it out, then it's going to have an effect on us being able to maintain the relationships we already had coming into this crisis that we call COVID um, and, and what, what it will do to those relationships coming out of it. Uh, and what we want to do is make sure that we maintain important relationships at work and in, in, our, in our lives in general, uh, that we take advantage of the tools that are available, embrace them, uh, just as, you know, construction is not the fastest evolving industry either. Uh, but as far as the, the notion of, of how we communicate with people, because it's fundamental to doing our job, we've got to embrace what's there, take advantage of it, and, and, and rebuild, rethink, and reevaluate everything that we're doing so that we continue to provide great service and continue to be successful. What do you think is the most important soft skill today? Oh, that's, that's, that's a tough one, isn't it? What, what did you say? We have two hours for this? <laughs> 12 <laughs> the, hours, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> single most important one. Uh, I, I have to say the one that uh, emerged at the top of, uh, of, uh, of the survey that I did when I wrote my book, uh, which is uh, the quality of being trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, if you think about that in the business setting, you think about it in public life, uh, again, being worthy of trust. Uh, is, is when you say it slowly and, and you process it, it, it means so many different things. And in fact, again, in, in the survey I did when I, when I did my research, um, it came out as number one. Uh, and, uh, and different people explain what it meant to them uh, to be able to embrace the quality of being trustworthy. And then they went on to use qualities like honesty, integrity, ethics. Uh, and you might say, well, those are, aren't those all the same thing? Well, they're really, they're really articulating in the, in the full, most robust sense what the essence uh, of, of success is all about. And that is that you, you are successful because people trust you. You earn their trust over time. Uh, they trust you because they know you're honest. They know that you're ethical. Uh, they know that you, are, that you have integrity, which means your words and your actions are, are the same. Uh, if you say you're going to do it, you do it. Uh, and that all sums up to that quality of being trustworthy, which everyone should, uh, should try to achieve as just a fundamental core 
uh, a core quality that every person looking at, at good things about themselves should see that and say, yes, that's very important to me. I want to keep that close to my heart because if I'm worthy of trust, uh, then I'm going to have success in relationships and in life. I want to, oh, go, I was going to say, I was going to say, what soft skill do you, would you say is the most lacking in managers today? <laughs> oh. oh gosh, that was, that, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> Diabolical. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, th- I, I think I, wow. You know, notice I'm not just blurting something out because that's a really good question. He didn't question. ask you to name names. He just wanted to know what it is. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say that, that uh, a quality that, that a lot of managers lack is courage. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, I need to say more, don't I? Well, so, the courage of having a hard conversations that they don't exactly. want to have. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was supposed to answer the questions. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's and that's pretty much it. It's uh, you know, it's all, it's all, it's it's easy, particularly as a leader. It's it's easy to slap somebody in the back and say, "Hey, good to see you." You have to be careful about slapping these days, but yeah. you know, good, you know, good to see. You. I heard great things about you. Blah 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 blah, and then you just walk away. Uh, it's much more difficult. And again, that's where the courage piece comes in. It's much more difficult to say, Bob, I need to, I need to have a difficult conversation with you. And then you go into and begin that conversation where you're providing feedback to that person with regards to something that they did wrong or very wrong or the way they behave. Because again, um, you know, being the, being, I'll use construction terms, being the best finished carpenter is vitally important to the product of, of, of a construction project in, in beautiful office buildings, beautiful homes, et cetera. But if the rejoinder is, but he's really difficult to get along with, then it's not a question of if, it's a question of when that great finished carpenter is going to find himself without a job. Now, it may take an entire career, but the point, but while that's happening, what people will be doing is just kind of isolating that person. You know, Bob, Bob you, you go work on, this, on the second floor. Everybody else is going to be on floors three through 10, but you just go work on the second floor. Uh, and, and you can't go through life like that. But, but because of uh, the difficulty in a lot of industries of finding and keeping talent, uh, a lot of times we, we do things like do everything we have to to make sure we can get the product of that, of that person's effort without ha- having the damage of them interacting with other people. And the other uh, thing, too, Dennis, is that uh, when cuts need to be made, guess who's one, some of the people first in line? People absolutely. like that guy. Absolutely. As, and they need to be. Uh, because, again, at the end of the day, and I believe this firmly, again, from my experience in the construction industry, um, you, know, you can teach the hard skills, the technical skills, the use of equipment, how to make a cut, you know, how to, you know, how to do an, a, a draw, draw a straight line, how to measure things, all those things I could go on and on. You, those are teachable. Um, and I would argue that the, that the core skills that are involved in, uh, in conveying your, your soft skills, your qualities to the, to the people you interact with, uh, those core, core skills are also teachable, like active listening, like giving and receiving feedback like how to go about having a difficult conversation. You can teach those things. And if you can teach them, that means you can say, here's how you do it. Let me show you and let's practice it. Now in construction, people get that when you're talking about a lathe or a hammer uh, or, or, or another tool or a technique to do something. But when you talk about, let's, let's, I want you to, to really focus on how to, how to actively listen. And here are the, some of the things that, that are ways to demonstrate your actively listen. Let's practice them. And they're going to say, "Oh no, come on! I got to, you know, it's I got to get I got to get back to the job site." 
Because again, um, and this is maybe specific to construction, but I think in general, uh, in the haste of trying to get things done, a lot of people forget the importance of soft skills, uh, but more importantly, they don't value their importance. They don't recognize that at the end of the day, uh, it's the soft skills that are the difference maker for people in, in getting to know people, uh, getting to know them well, uh, learning to understand them, uh, coming to value and respect them. Uh, and those are the people that you know for a lifetime. Uh, and uh, if we spent more time in, in industries, and again, I speak to the construction industry, early on in helping you know, the, the Gen Zs and, and the Gen Ys that are now coming into the industry, learn not simply you know, how to do the job from a, from a hands-on standpoint, but understand that they need to have an, an ability to first understand themselves, but then also to be able to understand other people when you interact with them. And I'm, and I'm now just kind of, I'm creeping into the body of knowledge around a topic that a lot of people talk about increasingly, uh, and that's emotional intelligence, which is what that, that, that in essence is what emotional intelligence is all about. You understand yourself uh, and, you, and, and, you, and you care and you take an interest in understanding other people. And so you take the sum of all that and have the opportunity for greater success. We've got about five minutes left. I wanted to back up the bus just a second and go back to something you said, where you mm-hmm. said it's time now to reinvent yourself. So for our listeners, what is specifically does that entail? What does that look like? What am I supposed to do if I say I'm using Zoom, I'm using Marco Polo, I'm FaceTiming? What beyond that should I be doing? I, well, I think th- those, are, those are simple, straightforward, uh, again, tool, technique, or hard skills uh, considerations in reinventing yourself. Uh, the other, the other part, in my view, is uh, it, when I when I think about reinvention, I think about those things. Uh, and again, for for my generation, uh, you know, as Zoom has proliferated, um, and I use it in all parts of my life, uh, I, I get the biggest kick out of. There's a social uh, group that I that belong to, and I see the same group of people every week. It's it's uh, it's it's church related. I see the same group of people on a Zoom conversation every week. And every week, and now because we've been doing that for six months, every week the same three or four people that are my age or older um, forget that they have to unmute themselves. Um, and, you know, and again, I, know, I know that seems kind of trite and kind of petty, but, but the point of that is that's, that's, that's not because they're stupid or because they're senile. It's just that they're, they're, not, they're not thinking about, I need to, I need to, I need to learn this. I need to get this. And so they just, it's not, they don't worry about it. Um, you know, and I don't want people to, I, I, when I say worry about it, I don't mean in, in a negative sense, but um, you have to have an interest in figuring out, you know, how have I done things in the past that are basic and essential, particularly again, in, in the context of, of my calling or my business, how have I done things in the past? How, 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 what came to a grinding halt for at least a period of days or weeks at the beginning of this, of this COVID thing? And then as I've started up again, and I've been, I've, been, I've been forced to move into these ways of interacting with people, ways of, of getting information, ways of solving problems, ways of making decisions, um, you know, am, I, am I embracing those things? Um, because part of the reinvention is really not reinvention. It's simply saying that I need to have a mindset, uh, a particular mindset. Uh, a terrific author wrote a book on mindset. Uh, and, uh, and she talks in her book um, that there are two kinds of mindsets, open, uh, and a rather a growth, and, uh, and closed. Uh, and a growth mindset says, you know what, I can, learn, I can learn something new today. I can learn something new tomorrow. All I got to do is put the effort and energy into it and, be wanting, and want to learn it. 
Um, and that's and that's part of the reinvention is just the mindset. You know, saying to myself, I want to continue. I want to grow. I want to find new ways of maintaining relationships, of serving customers, of being a good neighbor, all those kinds of things. And I need to embrace all the tools, learn them, practice them. Uh, and on the other side of this, um, I will be not a different person, but I'll be, I'll be retooled a bit again, uh, as, as it relates in particular to the simple thought of everything involves interacting with other people. Everything involves interacting with other mm-hmm. people. There's another phrase that I hear somewhat in construction is measure twice, cut once. Mm-hmm. And here at Sales Fuel, we measure the, a person's natural tendency uh, to develop strong, soft skills. And of course, if they don't have that natural tendency, that just means they have to work harder at it. Mm-hmm. So that's measure once. The measure twice, though, is you know, what metrics do you use to be able to determine then that someone's actually improving their soft skills? Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good question. Also, there there an area that I've gotten more interested in the last few years. Again, I mentioned this body knowledge around emotional intelligence, and and one of one of many books, but one of the books that I found to be very useful, and I mentioned it as a resource in my book, is entitled Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Uh, and the authors of that book include a uh, their view of of emotional intelligence is it involves two types of competency, and each of those competencies has a couple of skills involved with them. So as soon as you say the word skill, when you say soft skills, people get confused and they think, well, you're talking about people skills, you're talking about communication skills, you're talking about soft and mushy stuff. But when you talk about skills in the context of emotional intelligence, you're talking about a skill like being self-aware uh, and what, and what the, you know, that's the competency. How do you do that? Uh, how, do, how are you socially aware? What do you do in order to be aware of what's going on around you? Uh, and so, you know, the, the, the second cut, if you will, uh, is, uh, is, is built on a foundation of uh, understanding yourself uh, so that you can manage what's going on with you from an emotional standpoint. This was, we're talking about emotions. But the second part is understanding the other person, which means you're, you're observant, you're interested, you're caring, you listen, you look at them, uh, you, 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 you get curious when they have an expression on their face like they just got a terrible phone call, all those kinds of things. You take the sum of all that and use that to manage the relationship. Can you do that? Uh, do you understand something about yourself so that you have the ability to be able to be more effective and get better results. And if you're a salesperson, all that kind of stuff is absolutely essential. Some people's brains are not wired uh, to be as uh, aware of others as they, as they need to be. Can, can, they, can they become more aware? The answer is yes. And that's kind of the tact that this book takes because it gives, it gives in an assessment, it gives a person ideas about tasks, activities, and, and uh, tools they can use to improve their level of emotional intelligence. And it's measurable. Uh, so again, measurement is obviously a, a, an important ingredient in any kind of an improvement program. So around this area of emotional intelligence, which is all about soft skills, uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's at least one methodology that says it's measurable. You can do things to, to, to improve it, whatever facet of what we're talking about. And the net result is you'll achieve better results. Well, I think it's aspirational and room for improvement that's never ending, in, in my opinion, Dennis. And if you are you doing speaking, uh, virtual speaking uh, um, engagements? I was going to send everybody to DennisDuranSpeaking.com and Dennis D. Duran is your Twitter. That's correct. Yeah. The, the answer is it's been quiet. Uh, I've, done, okay. I've done some, but it's been quiet. But and obviously, you can tell from talking to me that I don't like talking. Uh, 
That's been a limiting factor for sure. But uh, anyway. Well, I hope somebody, somebody will listen to this and want to engage with you and reach out to you, Dennis. This has been such a pleasure. I've learned a lot in 20 minutes. Great. Good. Well, thank you. I appreciate your listening and I appreciate your questions and I appreciate the invitation to be here with you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.